You are listening to What Women Think in conversation with Anil Srivatsa. Quick bites of conversation from his live call in show Between the Sheets where he explores the unexplored minds of women and some men on topics that affect their lives between the sheets. Enjoy the show. Peer pressure and how it's making things difficult for you. Especially when you know that you're succumbing to it. You want to do it because you want to fit in. Have you felt left out? in your group of friends in your social circle at your workplace and you do things that you know is wrong but you only do it so you're accepted that you become part of the cool gang the popularity contest you know so on and so forth are you one of them i come from a very middle class family where my father used to have this principle literally follow this principle simple living and high thinking okay right and we were like right from our childhood we had those values okay it was very very strongly instilled so after my graduation mm-hmm. and after a course in advertising and marketing i joined an electronic media company okay there i dis- and i was very new like i was just 22 and a half or so and i discovered there uh, that the company used to offer free drink- drinks they like hard drinks to all its employees on fridays Really? 6 to 8 and they used to call it happy hours. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little more than happy hour. Yeah, it was a hippie it. hour. <laughs> they used to call it happy hour. And then I joined I I was like you know placed in that entertainment division. So all my friends new friends they informed me very happily that you know that how they are offered free drinks and all without realizing that I was not into drinking or smoking or flirting around just for nothing. So I just listened I couldn't say no because I thought I was so new I didn't want to voice my views or anything I just kept quiet and on that day after immediately after 5:30 I left the office without telling any anything to anyone so after that I was criticized a lot and all you know By for who? for a few months I was really like you know they they had they kind of you know oh, your, uh, me and they talked your colleagues criticized you because you left at 5:30 and went right home and didn't uh, yeah, hang I out with them uh, struggled for 5 6 months but i stuck to it and ultimately you know then they really started respecting me uh, then i realized that our boss who used to give party he never used to drink he used to have just lemon water just to be with them <laughs> so and you know they had so much of respect his wife and he they they never drank you know they were not uh, the drunkards or anything they he was not a drinker he never used to drink so it was good you know ultimately so i'm so grateful to god that he saved somehow the kind of values our parents had instilled you know ultimately they worked i i struggled a lot i could feel that people were talking but then i also saw those people they somehow they got into it and then they were just struggling to come out of it it's funny uh, you said that huh i said it's funny because it you took me back There. to uh, to when i was in a hostel i i went to college uh, oh. i did my uh, criminology in uh, in Mysore okay so i was in a hostel there yeah and first of all i stood out like a sore thumb because huh. i was in the hostel where most of them came from villages and yeah you know they were all going to the same college as i was and i stayed right there no big deal okay but the problem was hmm. i was well, i am a brahmin hmm. and i wore my janeer and i still wear my janeer right huh. and it's I don't think anything of it. It's where I was born. I wasn't uh, responsible for it. And, uh, yeah, I keep. Yeah. But what happened here is yeah. the hostel mates. They make fun of you for. No, what they had a problem with me doing, uh, me wearing my janeer, and you know that I was not from there, hmm. and they would pressurize me uh-huh. to take it off. And if I didn't do it, hmm. 
they would at two in the morning burst firecrackers right outside my door and you know intimidation they would come to beat me up i mean so l- luckily nothing of that happened because every time they showed up there i it happened that i wasn't around oh. <laughs> you know lucky but it was it was very so it's a uh, no i can see how some people would succumb and I, i'm a real deet and i said okay j- Again, jo ho jaye so ho jaye but your value system is also very strong i think it depends you know how strong your parents have made you i think a lot depends on that and i'm very grateful to them maybe i don't know <laughs> it's a uh, a lot is uh, i mean sometimes when i look back i wonder boy so i have all of that <laughs> <laughs> you know then it didn't feel anything but today i'm saying ye to but there pa- is but there is see at that company only i saw so many girls they who started uh, smoking or drinking just because of the happy hour they were stuck with it they were stuck with it they were just struggling to come out of it and they were not that's why they would talk ill of others why should i get into something like that you know i was a very very simple kind of a girl you know said Well, good. So the inner strength and the family values that you hold so dearly yeah. came to your rescue, That saved me and you survived it. I have a friend uh, named Swati. Yeah. She's a very good friend of mine, and uh, she had a boyfriend, a very good one. So she always used to praise about him. So all of her friends thought to just to meet about uh, meet her boyfriend and see how good he is. Like she always used to praise him. Mm-hmm. And after the first meeting, we met him. That boyfriend felt in for me, like he wanted to propose me then. and the story then just turned out to be like uh, the boy who was in love with her was never in love with her she was forcing him to be her boyfriend and that's it so the guy told me the story and my friend came up to me saying that sami uh, this is a problem he want to propose you i was i like, very shocked on that thing how can your boyfriend like be like on this so she said no i don't know he's like threatening me out whole night and he's saying that i'm stopping you to say him yes I was like very scared. I was like, uh, "This was very weird. Like, you were having a relationship with a guy from last one year, and suddenly, all of a sudden, he wants to propose your friend." Well, I'm sure it made you feel all so good about it. Like, yeah, he likes me. <laughs> so, what did you think? What did you say? Uh, I was like, I told my friend that no problem, don't, not to worry. We will sit together and solve the problem. We'll go and talk to him, but this is not the way it has been done. So, right. friend, so I hope uh, you sort this one out. No, <laughs> this went all the way on the other side. What happened was the day we were supposed to teach her boyfriend a lesson of saying that this is not the way to be done. My friends ditched me out, uh, and she didn't turn up. Sami, there's your problem here. I don't think there's any, anything to do with peer pressure. It's some kind of pressure, but certainly is, not peer it pressure. Is, it is a peer pressure. The thing is, that uh, my friend forced me to say yes to her boyfriend. You okay? Wait a minute. Now you're. See now you're turning this around. So your friend forced you to say yeah, yes. You didn't really want to, but you were forced to. Ah. Yes, I was. Come on. Did you start believing this? What? I said, did you start believing this yourself that you were forced to? But didn't you of feel course, anything for him? So you didn't feel anything for him, but you just said yes because your friend said you should say yes to him. Yes, it was uh, forced to me by her. So you didn't like him, but you said yes. No, I never liked him. So I, once I, you said yes, what happened? Uh, we went on for a relationship for about seven months. For seven so, months, you went. On a, okay, this relationship went. Uh, did you all get intimate? No, we never did. Okay, well, so <laughs> it's easy to do this with someone you don't like, then, huh? Seven yeah. months, pretend like you like him. Only because, yeah, only because my friend asked me. She, she was. Why, what, why was your friend so interested in you saying yes to this man? Because she got scared. Her boyfriend was threatening her out day and night on phone calls and saying that you are stopping her to say yes to me. She wanted, but you stopped him. I was very clear on the point that look, uh, I cannot because my family will never allow me for all this thing. 
that he was like, no, your friend is stopping you. And he was threatening out her and she forced me to say, she was like... And seven months later, what happened? Uh, what happened is like, uh, she told me that uh, you say him yes right now and I'll help you to get rid of him. But she never turned up to help me out to get rid of him. And I was like uh, totally stuck up into the problem problem of what to do and what not to do then uh, suddenly when my board exam got finished up I was in through a thing that now my papers are all over I won't be able to go out for any school or tuition purpose then I was just like uh, get ignored by him and he'll forget about me but the guy is clever enough he found me of where I live my telephone number and everything and he followed me for around one year and this is now I take help of my brothers and everybody that I'm like away from him well you you got stuck with a stalker yeah. Guys, not cool, man. What are you doing? All right. Well, sorry you went through that, and uh, I'm glad you're out of it. <laughs> yeah, I am. Take care. Thank God. You're listening to a Sojcast original. Original. After this, browse our lineup on the Sojcast app. Maybe another Soj will capture your imagination there. Now let's get back to this Sojcast. I was working and. Uh... You know, I was working uh, for a rehab uh, for drug addicts. Okay. And uh, there was this guy. Actually, I got him out. He was into drugs from last 20 years. And uh, I got him out and uh, we started working on a project together. Mm-hmm. And later on, I got to know that he's still onto drugs. You know, he would buy pills, not inject himself, but buy pills. And I got to know him, but I needed him for work. But I had to lie to his parents many times knowing the fact that it was harmful for him but for the project I needed him and I knew that he's taking those drugs those medicines those you know so why was he taking it anyway I mean well, because w- he, was, he, he, he was addicted uh, right he was a- addictive yeah he was uh, almost uh, 15 years he spent in rehab various rehabs in Delhi no so you think you got you got him out of it and then he got back into it no, I got him out because I really got convinced that uh, actually he's uh, uh, he has quit uh, uh, taking drugs. Because the way he convinced me, I got convinced. But then I found him day popping pills and I know what Elfrex is and what all these things are all about. So his parents trusted me but I lied to them. They would ask me that, uh, Amurva, does he take? I said, no, no, he doesn't. So, well, now you've got this out of your chest. I've got, got it out of. You got this off your chest. Yeah, but it. Uh, I still feel bad because I think if he would have stayed in a rehab for another one year or so, he would have been totally clean. So if you had actually put some peer pressure on him to get out of it, you probably thought he could have stayed out. Yeah, he. Could but have you just covered out. up for him, and you felt that you're responsible. I, yeah, I, I did, and I think uh, he's 44. He's gone through a divorce. He's got a son. And yeah, that's always painful. Can you not bring him out again? No, now we're not into talking terms. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, don't hold yourself responsible. I don't think you're responsible at the end of the day. I'm not talking about my experience, but I'm talking about my sister's experience. So she was in college a few years back. Mm-hmm. And all her friends used to... All the old friends, they had a big group. And the girls used... And girls and boys. And they used to say... Uh, they all were... Like few of her girlfriends you know, were going around with boys. And they used to tell her it's okay to be around with the boy and all that stuff. And um, she used to tell lies to those girls. No, I'm already having a boyfriend back at my place. She was in hostel that time. Okay. Uh, so 
they used to uh, say no no uh, you can have a boyfriend in the college also in the hostel thing and um, she used to say no no i have a boyfriend back there so she managed to skip this thing the boyfriend thing or the relationship thing i mean i should say uh, for a few years uh, for one year or so not few years one year but then i think later on she's come then they started telling her though that guy like really likes you uh, she really uh, later on she fell for a guy they used to pressure her that this is the guy he really likes you that way that way that way they kept on saying 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 those things and uh, she fell for it and uh, it's like presently nobody in the family really likes that she's going through that relationship she's still in that relationship with the guy now does she like it she says well then it's okay if she likes it She's a big girl, right? Um, yeah, maybe. So, no but pressure. Then they can get unhappy with those things. You fall for a peer pressure, but you make others unhappy. I just wanted to say that you know everybody's experience of that has been bad and stuff like that. I just wanted to say that you know it depends on what kind of relationships you have with your friends because my experience, I mean I haven't been subject to peer pressure, I've subjected my friends to peer pressure. In the sense that that's usually the case. I think most of us subject ourselves with preconceived notions. No, I've subjected notions. all my friends to peer pressure. Oh, you the have. Right, you're the yeah, pressure. Yeah, and all the you're right the pressure side. giver. Yes, I'm the giver, mm. like the thrower of peer pressure. Anyways, but it's all been for the good, good reason because, like, I went to a school with like Delhi's most bratty people. Okay, and my entire friend circle <laughs> was not allowed to smoke because you went me. to school with Delhi's most bratty people. Yes, and you biggest, weren't bratty. Biggest brats in Delhi. Yeah, I'm like okay. Yeah. But then, you know, in my entire friend circle, nobody was allowed to smoke because of me. Like I ensured that. Like they were scared to like. So they were bratty, and you were what bossy? Well, I don't know. I think uh, I like to call myself wound tight. Maybe not bossy. Wound tight. Yes. So I Whoa. made sure. I made sure. You know, I made, like I made sure that nobody did anything I didn't want them to do, or their parents didn't want them to do, and you know that kind of. And I. You were like that. the party pooper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. It's not a bad thing. I don't know if my dad is very that. proud of me right now. <laughs> okay. But no, you know, I have I made sure, like you know, there were different groups, and I made sure at least in my group nobody did that kind of thing. So you know, that kind of pressure that I put on my friends, you know, like they start if they try, you know, and then if they try to smoke, I tried to make these coughing lung noises, and I did all of that, you know, and I made sure that throughout school we passed out, and all my friends were sorted out. So that kind of pressure, you can even sort your friends out. So. I'd say you know if two people are putting pressure and you put pressure back at them, put more pressure at them, and make sure you get what you want at the end of the day. You know what you think is right. Done.